Well, two weeks ago, Jared brought us a sermon on painting, if you'll remember that. And uh, last week, Pastor Kevin put a counter up there on the screen and counted up the number of deaths that were taking place every moment as he preached through. And this Sunday, it's just me. So, (laughs) I guess you get what you pay for. (laughs) On July the 21st, 1961, Vince Lombardi met with 38 members of the Green Bay Packers. The season before had just ended. They had lost their lead to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the players met back together. They lost the national championship. The players met back together on this day, thinking that Vince Lombardi was going to share with them some new strategies, some new plays, a different approach to all things. But Vince Lombardi gave a speech that still lives on today. Coaches that are in here know it. Players that are in here know it. I need my prop. Please, Pastor. Thank you, sir. All the prop department could come up for me was a football. That famous speech where the players were thinking of new strategy, new plays, new plans, Vince Lombardi held up a football and said, gentlemen, this is a football. By the way, that's your, there it is, that's your first answer on the block. Uh, Foundational things are important. Uh, Oftentimes we need to come back to things that are foundational and, and to look at them and the fundamentals of our faith. Many people today in church circles became a member of a church because of a parent's faith or just growing up in the church and they, they never had the opportunity or never came and personalized their salvation. And so as we think about the fundamentals of our faith today, I I want each of us to do that, to think on these things today and and make sure that your salvation, you're a part of God's family is something that personal and you have done and you know it to be foundational to to your life without any question. And so uh, I want us to do that today and think on those things is what we're going to try to do. So personalize your salvation if you've not ever done that to this point uh, to make sure that it's yours and yours alone. I've asked Brian Steele to come up and help me today so brother Brian if you will. Brian you know I love you right? Yes sir. (laughs) We've gone to New Mexico together and back and, and you trust me somewhat. Okay. Uh, I asked Brian last Sunday, I said, would you help me in my sermon? And he said, you're not going to ask me to read the book of Leviticus, are you? And I said, no, that would be easy compared to what I'm going to ask you. But I didn't tell him anything last Sunday about it, uh, what it 
what it's going to be. And by the way, what the pastor said about the hour, you've got 30 minutes to answer this question, and that's, I'll take the other 30. <laughs> so you've got that time. But Brian, I want us all to think today, if the Bible talks about a man named Blind Bartimaeus, if blind Bartimaeus were here with us today, he's never been able to see, how would you explain the color green to him? You've got 30 minutes. <laughs> explain green to blind Bartimaeus. He's never seen anything. I know you're an engineer. You can, if I'd have given you this this week, we would have charts, Some screens, charts. everything on the wall. But now you're on the spot. That's a pretty tough one. I'm not sure I can do that. You can handle it. It's, it's not going to take 30 minutes to answer you, that's for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked you if I wouldn't have thought you could have done it. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do that, Pastor. That one's tough. <laughs> Need blind more. to a blind man. Uh, green to a blind man. Yes, sir. Good. Yeah, I don't, that's <laughs> it. I, I've got nothing. That's your answer? Yes. That's okay. my final answer. <laughs> the final answer. All right. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Don't give him my hand. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do now. Uh, you know, as we think about something like that, a near impossible task, a man that is blind, how could you explain a color to him who's never seen a color in his life? But the reason I asked Brian to do that, and, and the point of this is, as we think about sharing our faith and, and personalizing our salvation, we try to share that with the world, but we're sharing that to people who are spiritually blind. The Bible says they're dead in trespasses of sin. If you and I were talking, if Brian and I would have just talked about our salvation experience to share back and forth how we were saved and when we were saved, we would use all the terms that we use in church and that we're familiar with that the Bible talks about. And we could carry on that conversation for quite a period of time and just rejoice together in it. But when you're trying to share that with a blind person who's never seen and understand the spiritual things of life. In fact, the Bible says they're dead in trespasses of sin. It requires on us some thought and some uh, planning and some thinking about that. And I want us to do that today. As we think about personalizing our salvation, how can we share that with a world that's blind around us and make sure that they have that understanding? In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 today, <clears throat> says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, and he gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for righteousness. It comes through the law. Then Christ died for nothing. And so as we think about this today, it, it shares with us, first of all, to think about that I am crucified with Christ. Um, to think on those thoughts this morning that uh, when, when we're crucified with Christ, uh, it's like filling out a death certificate. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been truly crucified with Christ? If we've been crucified with Christ, then we have 
this death certificate that said, I died to self. That's a picture of baptism in the water. When a person stands there, we say that they're buried with Christ. They've died. The old self is dead, and, and we've buried them, uh, the old self, and we're raised anew. But in order for us to have this new life and personalize our faith, we must have that death certificate. I have a death certificate whenever I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, I don't know that you can see. I can't see that. 1956. I know you're calculating that and say, he's not even that old, is he? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't the time I was born into the world. But at that point in time, when I gave my life to Christ, I filled out a death certificate to say, the old Mike Britton is dead. At whatever age that was, a pretty young age for me. But to say that I died at that point in time. And so I gave up all my rights, all the things that I had, everything that I was before that, and, and I was dead. And so we must come to that point about salvation to say, have I really been crucified with Christ? When Christ died on the cross many, many years ago, He took my sins, He died for my sins, and my life is hid in Him. And so we must personalize that to say, I died at that time. That was, a, that was the day of my, Mike Britton's death, okay? So I gave up all my rights and everything that I have. But then the scripture goes on to say, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So even though I've been crucified, here I am today, I'm standing before you trying to share the word of God today. But even though I've been crucified, I'm still alive today, yet not me, but Christ is living in me. If you've done that, if you've personalized your salvation, you've come to that point of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've died on the cross, then let me ask you today, the life that you live, even this past week, was it the life of Christ? Or were there things in your life that came out that were the old you again, that you said and did and thought and acted and the things in life itself? Were they the things of Christ? Or is the old stuff kind of still alive within you? See, we need to go back to that crucifixion to say that I'm crucified, I'm dead. There's a death certificate for me in my old ways. Christ is living in me and Christ wants to live in each of us. His Spirit wants to guide us, to direct us, to control our thoughts and our words and our actions and our love and our compassion for the world around us. If Jesus were inside of you, if you were really living as Jesus this week, when you saw those people in need and you saw that person in the store, you saw that person that seemed like they were down, did you share your love with them? Did you talk to them about Christ? Did you try to uplift them up, try to meet their needs? Or did you just simply pass by without compassion? Christ living in me. If I have a new life, if I have a spiritual birth certificate, then I have a new life in Christ. Do you have that new life? When I died and filled out my death certificate, then there was a life certificate that I had, that I had a new life in Christ. See, being dead 
doesn't mean it's over. It means we've got a spiritual birth certificate, a new life that we have in Christ. Do you have that today? Do you have that new life that's living in you to have a way to share with Him? There's nothing more important to me in my life than living for Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of things important in my life, a lot of things that I do, but there's nothing more important. The number one thing in my life and each of our lives ought to be living for Jesus, pleasing Him, letting Him have control on my life, whatever I do. It's our relationship with Christ. What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus Christ? The joy of my salvation. You know, I'm, uh, I love our church so much, and I know that you do. You're here today to worship the Lord together, and our church means so much to me. I'm looking forward to the time that we can pick back up again after the pause that we've had in the direction we were going and, and with excitement and anticipation of that. But I'm grateful to be of church that's willing to launch out into the deep, to try some things, to, to follow what God's trying to tell us to do and to, uh, to move forward with the cause of Christ and to make an impact in our area. We're doing that now, but in, even in a greater way to, to show uh, what God would do for us and, and to be a part of that. It would, it would be so easy just to be able to come and sit and listen to a sermon and go home and even if it is an hour to say, okay, I did that. But, but I want to do more than that. And I think you do too. I want to see God at work. I, I enjoy to, to be able to launch out into the deep with God and, and let God show us great and mighty things that we haven't even dreamed yet that He has for us. That's what the new life is all about. The whole purpose of coming back to the foundation, the fundamentals of our faith, the whole thing that Vince Lombardi was trying to do about the object of the football to say, you know, guys, this is the basic thing. This is it. This is what it is. And not just to say, okay, I know what a football is now, but to take that and apply it into their games that they play and the, the, the next challenge that they face before them. The importance of looking at the foundation, the fundamentals of our faith is to say, okay, I've been crucified with Christ, but yet I'm alive. I've got a new life. And the whole purpose of that is just not to reflect on that, but to say, okay, in this new life, there's living to be done. God has a plan for us. God has a, something for us to do that He wants us to do. Uh, many of you know that I, <clears throat> I'm involved many times in disaster relief. All the disaster feeding units in the state of Texas were put on alert for the hurricane that was coming in. and uh, We haven't been called out yet. Some of the local units have been, but we haven't been. But I've been a, had the opportunity to go to several places, and one of them that really stands in, in, out in my mind is, is whenever the tornado hit in Gerald, Texas. It was a, a, a massive tornado, one of the strongest ones ever recorded, and uh, came through that little community there, and school was out the day before. If the children had been in school, uh, they would have been safe. The school did not get destroyed, but the children were out of school, and they were at home, and there was a kind of a little housing addition down 
below a hill there below the church and past the school. And those kiddos were at home, but 38 people lost their life as that tornado came through there. We were called to go and respond to that. It was about three in the afternoon, I guess, when we got the call. We began to get our equipment together, and we drove through the night. We, we encountered that same storm coming this way, and it was just a horrendous lightning storm. The flashes of lightning were so, bli- so bright that you couldn't see for a second or two afterwards. But we made our way and drove all night to get there to set up a feeding operation, and a unit came from Dallas to meet us there with some supplies and a six-wheel truck to set up and began to feed the search and rescue people and the people in the little town that were still there and trying to do those things. We got there and set up and uh, we had a meeting and a prayer meeting before we ever started and uh, realized that, okay, we've got this six-wheel truck and all the food and items are in there that we need to prepare. And so we needed a forklift to unload that truck. And so after we had prayed, they said, okay, Mike, you need to find us a forklift to unload this truck. To be honest with you, I didn't even remember exactly where I was if we drove all night to get there and uh, without sleep and the day before and everything. And so I was trying to even think, well, now where exactly are we? Where is Temple? Where is Austin from here? Where, where do I go? But as I looked up, coming off the interstate was a six-wheel truck with a forklift on the back of it. And he wanted to pull in down there, and I had on my disaster uniform with patches on it and all, and it looked kind of like a law enforcement officer's uniform or something, but I, I flagged the guy down, and he pulled over towards me in that truck, and he started immediately apologizing to say, I, I'm sorry, I, shouldn't have, I know I shouldn't have come in here, I just was delivering this forklift and I I just wanted to see if I could see anything down in here and I know I shouldn't have but I apologize for that and I said no 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 that's not why I'm stopping you I I said we've got a six-wheel truck with food we're part of the feeding team and we need that unloaded can we borrow your forklift and he said well it's brand new yeah I'm a certified driver I'm delivering it to Waco it's yours whatever you need I'll take it and do whatever you want to God provided that I walked into that building, I'd been out about five minutes and said, I got the forklift. (laughs) I I didn't get the forklift. God got the forklift for us. But I want you to think about that for a moment. Okay. Way before we even went, there had to be a place in Waco and a place in Austin. The guy in Waco, for some reason, needed a forklift And rather than looking locally, he called somebody in Austin to get the forklift. And so that deal was made. The gentleman in Austin had to load that forklift up and head towards Waco. We had to get called and go down there, drive all night to get there, have that meeting and say, okay, go see if you can find a forklift. And these two are coming at a perfectly timed intersection to be there to do exactly what we needed. Anything in that been out of sync, it wouldn't have happened like that. And, and the man just so graciously gave all the time we needed of unloading and helping us get everything set up in the warehouse there to do that. But folks, that's the way God is. 
Now I want us to think about that. We talked about the fundamentals of our faith and having that. It's not just to know today to say, yeah, okay, I, I know that I'm a Christian and, and I've got that and my old life is crucified and I have a new life in Christ. It's not just that, even though it's, that's foundational and that's important. But the whole purpose of that today to say, okay, now what does God have for me? Now that I, I know those things, uh, uh, what does the Lord have? Think of all the people in this story. And where do you find yourself in that story today? Um, every one of those points were important, wasn't it? Everybody's doing that. Um, you, may have been, you may be today the one that's going to be able to go out and and take a supply to someone out there that's hurting. You may encounter them this week as you go to the grocery store or just in your community or walk up and down the, the roads. Or you may be the one that finds someone in a need and God has sent you there to be there at that exact moment of that need in that person's life to be able to help them. You may be the one like we were that had the need there that someone needs to come our way and, 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 and bring a supply to us and help to touch our lives and, and to bring something into your life. You may be that person today. But all of us are involved in this story. All of us are involved in, in, in doing the things of God and letting God use us and um, to be a part of those things. I, I put in the notes if it's up there to say uh, your forklift is loaded and it's on its way probably you wouldn't want to put forklift on there anybody in here really need a forklift I don't guess we do but whatever your need is today whatever's in your life right now whatever your your hurt whether it's something physical or uh, spiritual or financial or Whatever it is, the needs that you know of, the people that you're aware that are hurting, whatever that need is in your life, that's what goes in that blank to say that is on its way. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. He says, I will supply all your needs out of my riches and glory by Christ Jesus as a church. Our needs are before us. So we're going to gather back up on that and, and bring an emphasis to that again but our needs are there and, and God says I'll supply your needs I've given you direction I've given you guidance to that and I'm going to supply your needs I want to, won't you trust me and allow me to do that folks the supply is already on its way and the preacher saying come by express if you will please <laughs> bring it on down in there we want the God to do that and he's doing that just look at the needs he's met already and what he's done but I want you to know that each one of you in your life personally today God wants to meet the needs in your life those that are watching across the street God wants to supply your need today maybe you've never really personalized your salvation and God brought you to this point today those that are watching by live stream today maybe God's speaking to you and say you've never personalized your salvation it's something that your parents had or something that you just came to church but you've never really died to see it to sell been crucified with Christ and then lived that new life because the new life God has for us folks it's exciting 
I want you to know if you've ever gone out there looking for a forklift and God sends one streaming to you at 60 miles an hour right in your face, that's exciting to say, look what my God can do. He can do that with all these things. Everything, every need that we've got today, if we'll just trust Him and allow Him, why would we be close to that? Why would we say, I don't want that to happen in my life? You know, Vince Lombardi said, guys, this is a football. Folks, this is the Word of God. It's true. Every word of it's true. It's accurate. He loves us. He's our Savior. He'll forgive you of your sins. He'll give you a new life if you'll receive Him today and believe Him and trust Him and allow God to do great and mighty things. You know, God wants to do some great things. You know that, don't you? God wants to do some mighty things right here in Longview through Oakland Heights Baptist Church. I know in the past he's done great things and he's doing them right now, but God has a future for us, for each one of us. And I want you just to have the foundations there, the fundamentals of your faith lived out in your life and and move forward with the things that God has and trust him. But today, this week as you go out, you can be a part of this story that I just talked about. You can be on the journey to deliver the need to the supply of somebody that has a need out there or you can be the one that has a need and open your heart to let God give you the supply but if you look around what if I'd have never gone out and looked for that forklift what if I'd have just said there I don't know where there's a forklift I don't even know where I'm at it wouldn't do any good but just to step out to launch out into the deep and let God do some great and mighty things folks it's foundational This is the Word of God. To think that we have a Savior that loves us, who gave Himself for us. If we will just receive Him, we have a new life. Have you been crucified with Christ? Oh, I wanted so much in your notes to be able to have a little blank for you to fill out that death certificate. You know, I had to do that for the screen. I had to fill that out. That's kind of an eerie thing when you sit down and write out your death certificate to say, well, Charlotte did that for us. She brought it into my office. There was a, my notes, a death certificate, and a new life certificate. And with a 40 power magnifying glass you could almost see it because it was so small so we couldn't do that so you don't have it to fill out but I hope you do in your heart and your life to say yeah I've had a spiritual death certificate I mean I've had a death certificate I'm crucified with Christ but I've got a new life certificate that's exciting and I want to live for Jesus and let God do some great and mighty things through my life to see these things that we've talked about, God do it in our hearts and lives. On that card that you've got, that note card down at the bottom, there's a place for you to fill out. If God's speaking to your heart today and you'd say, yeah, I need that spiritual death certificate. Won't you just fill that out today? Put your name on it and drop it in one of the boxes here or across the road in the center if you're watching by live stream. Just take a piece of paper and jot that down to say today. This is my spiritual new life. I'm going to fill out this death certificate. I have been crucified with Christ, but yet I live, and Christ is going to live in me. 
And you can contact our church or let us know about that and share with someone today so that we can give you some further help in that. So consider that today if you've never done that, to let today be the day of your death certificate and your new life certificate. Folks, the speech that Vince Lombardi gave lives on today. But the Word of God is going to live on forever. I wanted you to bow for prayer today. A time for you to say, maybe for the first time, Lord, today I come and give my heart and life to you. Or maybe you just want to say, Lord, I just want to renew my commitment to you. And I, I want to be a part of the things that you're doing. And I want, to, I want to be one of those that you can touch and send me out to wherever there's a need and use my life. Father, we come today and pray that this time that you would look into our hearts and lives, your spirit would deal with us. If some do not know you as Lord and Savior, then today they would give their heart and life to you, Father. Those that are Christians that are listening all across the country would say, Lord, I just, I want to be used of you. I want to find that excitement. I want to launch out into the deep. Let you call upon me and send me out where there's a need or when I have a need that I can receive the supply that you have for us. But Father, I pray for our church in the days ahead, the excitement that we have, Father. You would continue to lead and guide and this virus would soon be over with, that uh, our nation would take this opportunity to turn back to you and uh, just commit to following a, a living God in our nation and in our churches today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.